Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the music. You can't have the Pretender's first album. That's mine. I bought it. You did not. The catchphrases. Did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? And the wannabes. Sometimes I see you dance around the house in my underwear. Doesn't make me Madonna. Never will. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Stuck in the 80s, it's your host Steve Spears And Jen with one N And today we give you some last minute Halloween costume ideas With the help of an expert Happy Halloween ladies Stuck in the 80s is now listener supported via Patreon Join us for VIP Zoom Happy hours and more When you join at patreon.com Slash stuck in the 80s podcast Hey gang, normally we don't wait until the last minute to do an annual Halloween show. Well, to be exact, sometimes we don't do one at all. But uh, this year we had a chance to interview a woman in Portland, Oregon, who's dressing as an 80s movie character every single working day during this pandemic. Her name is Lori Ferraro, and she was recently profiled in People magazine. And she was amazing. And just in case anyone was wondering, Lori is the expert about costumes and Halloween advice, not me. We're also going to talk this week about our own favorite Halloween costumes in the 80s, and we'll give you some of our tips on how to perfect an outfit for any 80s-themed party. But first, if you haven't already, go to Instagram and look up Lori Works From Home so you can see all the photos of the person we're talking to today. We'll hit pause. We'll wait for you. Hey, did you catch up? Great. Fantastic. Here's our interview with Lori Ferraro. Hey, Lori Ferraro. Thanks for joining us on Stuck in the 80s. Hey, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. This is so cool. We um, have been fans of yours for a long time. You've been dressing up as an 80s movie character for how many days in a row now? How many work days in a row? I think it's it just passed maybe 140 days. Oh my god! 40. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> Get ready, Lori Ferraro, because I'm going to heap so much praise on you. I'm so excited about this project. Aww. Yeah, I mean, seriously, during pa- this pandemic, my COVID goals every day are to make my bed and put earrings on. So the fact <laughs> that you've been doing this for this long is incredible. And I'm so oh, excited to talk to you. That's so nice. Thank you. It's been fun. And honestly, it's kind of been the creative thing that's just kind of, I don't want to say keeping me going, but it's one of the things that's kind of keeping me going. Obviously, you have a strong love for the 80s. Um, just to put things in perspective to our audience, what what year did you graduate high school? Uh, I'm class of 89, baby. <laughs> oh, wow. Is that same as you, uh, Jen? I'm 91. Oh, okay. So we, between the three of us, we kind of cover the gamut today. So that's mm-hmm. nice. That's nice. So, I mean, I, I know this is the first question you've probably answered it a million times, but um, because we, we definitely want to hear it again, what gave you the idea to, to do an 80s costume every workday? So mid-March, like right when everybody had to start working from home, um, I started out strong, like, um, you know, getting up and showering and, um, 
yeah, getting ready for my work day like I usually would. But then just like everybody else, I feel like that kind of went away and I'd be in my pajamas. And uh, one day I was in my pajamas and I, I have big curly hair and every night I put it up and I call it a pineapple. It's like a big scrunchie on the top of my head. And as I kept passing the bathroom mirror, I thought, my hair just kept getting bigger and weirder and fuller. And I thought I looked like Helena Bonham Carter in one of those old Merchant Ivory movies. So I <laughs> went upstairs and I grabbed um, an old Halloween costume, like a white long flowy dress and a choker. And I had my husband take a picture and I said, working from home today as Helena Bonham Carter. And so many people liked it and responded to it. Um, I decided... I want to do this again tomorrow, but I want to do it in, and I want to theme it out. And everybody who knows me knows I'm like an eighties fanatic, eighties music, eighties movies, eighties, everything. So I thought I'm going to dress as an eighties character tomorrow. And the next day I dressed as uh, Ali Sheedy from the breakfast club. And that was the first one. And people were like, I am in for this series. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> I guess this is a series now. So I better, um, figure out what I'm doing tomorrow. And then since then, it's just grown and grown. So, so you're working from home, but what, what's your full-time job then? I work, I, I'm a part-timer at an investment firm here in Portland that I've okay. worked at for a very long time. Um, and I do sketch comedy and theater. I always like to say that's my true, you know, passion and love. And that's also where a lot of the costumes and wigs and props come from. Um, I do a lot of stuff at a wonderful theater here in Portland called The Siren. And uh, I draw from that stockpile that I have of costumes. So when was the first time that then... I assume from time to time you had to connect with work via Zoom. I was just kind of curious the, what the first reaction of, of your coworkers was. I remember um, one of the first Zoom meetings I was in where I was, because I'll, I'll be honest with you, I don't sit all day in these. I kind of, my son, Sam, gets the picture and then I either go back to my loungewear or, um, you know, I'm not going to sit all day as Teen Wolf if I don't <laughs> <laughs> I'm but just going to pretend, Lori, that you do, though. I'm just going to believe that you I do. I, and I love that people want that. And, and if I was looking, I would want that, too. Some, some costumes are much more comfortable than others. Um, but I was on a Zoom call as um, Linda from Arthur. So I had this red cowboy hat and this great yellow coat on and, and a short little black Liza Minnelli <laughs> wig. And then all my workmates were like, oh, look at Lori. <laughs> and more people, they are really new what I was doing every day. <laughs> what, have, what have been the hardest costumes to pull off? What have been the biggest challenges? Oh, boy. Um, what, one recent one that I can think of that was like, because some of them I can put together in two seconds. I can just... Like that Ali Sheedy one, I could just go, I have so much gray and black in a bag that I could put on, on and it was very, very easy. But like that uh, Bubo the Owl from Clash of the Titans, that, oh, took, yeah. that took an hour or so to kind of craft the chair into, oh, my son, Sam, who takes all the pictures, he just held up a pad of paper that said, Prince, we tried it three times. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> which is true because I'm like 
it's so silly, but like I I want the pictures to look the way I want them to look because it's just so ridiculously important to me. So we did try Purple Rain once or twice and I was like, I look <laughs> like I look like the guys I used to date in high school, like with the little slight mustaches and <laughs> little curly perm. And I was like, it's not right. And then the third time, Sam, you're right. We got that one right. <laughs> well, I have to tell you, Lori, I truly appreciate the artistry of what you're doing. Like it, it does, it is not lost on me. And I know oh. other people would agree, but like what I love about it is that some of the um, pictures are definitely recognizable as the posters for the movie. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm thinking of like real genius was real one. genius is a yeah, good example. Like yeah, Diane it. Court on on say anything like you know, yes. with her head and Splash. Yeah. I thought too was a great yes. one as well. Totally. But I I love that you've mixed up like really well known characters with lesser known characters. The lesser known ones are fun. Yeah. Oh my god! Like Joan Wilder, I laughed so hard. <laughs> with that one and like you know d wallace and et like who would have thought to pick that character but that also heart. i know but i love so but I, like, when i think of that movie i think of that that scene when they're getting ready to go trick-or-treating and you see it from et's point of view <laughs> the ghost costume and he sees her and and she takes the polaroid and he falls over um but yeah, like that stuck with me. But a lot of people are like, I don't remember that lady in E.T. And I'm like, oh, it's the mom. <laughs> oh, you know, you've got the diehard 80s people when they're like, yeah. So my favorite movie of all time is Terms of Endearment. Oh. So your Aurora Greenway, Greenaway, that you that you chose that outfit. She would have been horrified, by the way, that you chose the drabest outfit she had. And her roots are showing and everything. But just just the the unusual characters, but also like the, the not necessarily a well-known scene, I think is really yeah. fun. I love that you love that movie so much because that one, if I am changing channels and I land on that, I'm like, and my husband David's like, oh, yep, that's one of the, you know, he knows <laughs> I'm watching that whole thing. I love that movie. And I flip-flopped between doing that scene and doing when she goes to the restaurant with Jack Nicholson and she's the wig has come off in the car because they're in the convertible and her hair's all messed up I love that scene too oh, so good if you ever want to do Emma I'm not opposed <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know or flap like there's some now I'm coming back and doing at first I was like I'm gonna just do one character from one movie but now it's like I'm you know I've done almost all five of the breakfast club. Now I just have to figure out how to do Emilio Estevez's hair. I don't. <laughs> That's going to require some serious wig work. I think. Yeah, I know. I don't have a wig for that. <laughs> <laughs> so have there been times where there have to have been times where you did co costumes with that just literally nobody got or, or very few people got like, what were the, some of the more obscure ones that people like, I think Bobo the owl, I'm, yeah, I'm that's, so, a, that's a little random. Yeah, maybe. Um, oh, you know, like one where people were like, "I don't know what that is." Is um, Corey Haim from Lucas, which I'm oh. so surprised people no. don't know that movie because I love that movie. Okay. Or like, um, oh, um, when I did Anne Bancroft's character from The Elephant Man. Oh, that would be yeah. That's... You know, that's not <laughs> not not a teen love story that you might think about. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, or there's those like early eighty ones, eighties uh, ones, like um, Flash Gordon. I did 
Dale Arden from Flash Gordon. And yeah, just whatever. Some people only know the John Hughes movies or like the, you know, the ones like that. They know Ducky or they know Samantha Baker, but they might not know Linda from Arthur. <laughs> no, I thought that one was genius. I, I think I think what impresses me so much, too, is Class of 89's movies like Arthur and Clash of the Titans. You I mean, you would have been too young to have seen those in theaters when they were, were around. So these are obviously ones that you have caught up to in later years and seen, right? Well, actually, those were like I was one of those kids who grew up with HBO, like on a loop. Mm-hmm. So when I think of being at my grandma's house <laughs> in New York, I think about sitting on her couch and just watching HBO and the movies that were on. Oh, Mommy Dearest was always on. Um, Rocky, like I, I have the deepest love for the entire Rocky series. Um, Elephant Man was always on. I mean, Mommy Dearest and the Elephant Man, were, I was probably like a little, you know, young kid watching those kind of more grown up movies. Um, Mask, uh, yeah. I, I love Mask. I love Cher in that movie. I love Sam Elliott in that movie. Um, yeah, those are ones that come to mind. So I did watch them, but yeah, not in the theater, but more on home box office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, now, has your has your nostalgia for the decade kind of remained steady over the years? Like, I mean, you know, you 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 know, we all go become a professional adults and go out there and try to like be relevant with today's music. But I, I think for me, that only lasted about five years. And then I dove back into the cover of the eighties. I'm just saying I stink oh. at anything new. I'm terrible <laughs> at it. I think I know like a couple Lady Gaga songs. <laughs> <laughs> but only because there's saxophone in it, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, honestly, um, yeah, I, I'm the same with new music, especially. And I never, I have two kids two boys and I never I always thought I'd be like the coolest hippest with it mom and I don't know anything current <laughs> but your kids have been kind of helping you you said your your son Sam was helping definitely out with he's taken almost every single pic like 98 percent of the pictures Sam has taken wow so yeah he's like totally as in on this project as I am and he well, loves I've just shared with both of them, you know, they've seen Can't Buy Me Love. They've seen like any Beetlejuice, any movie you can name or think of that I love. I love, I always say this and it sounds so hokey, but I love sharing something I love so much with, you know, people that I love so much. And like we watched Brewster's Millions a couple of weekends ago. And I was like, this guy barely remembers. <laughs> All I remembered was John Candy and Richard Pryor were so funny in it. And they were afterwards, my older son, who's can be picky, is like, that was a really good movie. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, Brewster's Millions. It is a good yeah. movie. <laughs> well, I was just in the car with my daughter today and and realized that she actually knows all the words to Rio. So from me to you, I think you're doing an excellent job oh, of parenting I your children. That knows that. That's <laughs> excellent. So great. Yep. Yep. My Sam, especially too. Like if Aha comes on or Duran Duran or, um, yeah, he knows all the music too. Cause that's all I listen to in the car. 
I, can I just say one thing about this project that I really appreciate is yeah. the fact that you're always at your desk. Like right. you, you, you are rocking this concept a hundred percent. I love the props and like the creativity that you have really transforms this, the workspace, but you still can tell it's a desk, which is hilarious to me, yeah. but like, you know, the, the, um, Johnny holding up baby and you're actually yeah. on your desk and I just, you just see a little hand creeping yeah. out. <laughs> um, but I love that. I love the way you use your chair sometimes as a motorcycle. Yeah, like, chair becomes yeah. a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, that's a really fun part of it. And I must say that like, I, I really can tell that you are theatrical, that beyond the wigs, sometimes it's not just the costume, but it's your eyes and your body language that, that really conveys the character. I love it so much. Like a couple of examples I have to um, point out are um, Jennifer Gray's squint in Red oh, Dawn. Right. Like, perfection <laughs> perfection and I love you know like Holly Hunter's uh Edwina in yes. Raising Arizona like her posture like you've yeah. just really nailed so many of these um, characters beyond the, the the wigs and costumes I know oh. sometimes I'll do one and I'm like well that's I- I'm not going to use that because I don't look enough like Michael Keaton and it's like I don't know what else I can do to make myself look like <laughs> but then like so I flip through the pictures I'm like oh it's just a look or a glance or something that's like, oh, people who know that movie will see what I'm doing and they'll get it and they'll appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> so, so what remains as the as the the holy grail of costumes? Like, if if you know, if you had more resources and more time and and such, what would be like the the holy grail, the one you'd want to pull off more than any other? Oh man. That's that's tough. Like doing Tron earlier this week was one of the ones I really wanted to do. So that was just and and sometimes it's like easier than I think it is. Like that was just finding some 97 cent glow sticks and putting them on a bike helmet. So I think I make it harder than it has to be. If I could have uh, like a certain piece where everyone would go, oh, I would love Andy's pink prom dress from Pretty in Pink. Like I would love something that specific that so many people would know and go, my God, you nailed it. That's great. Um, I don't know why that one came to mind, but I'm trying to think of something really elaborate or um, hard to hard to get. I mean, next week we're going into Halloween week and I'm doing all 80s horror movies. So I'm kind of, stockpiling and trying to to put all that together and that's been a couple trips to goodwill (laughs) to (laughs) figure that out i love doing monsters too so i would love to do like the the spider monster type of thing from like poltergeist the big white creature that when she's in the nightshirt comes in you know to be able to do something that elaborate would be fun or the car from christine like i was like how can i be that car that's good (laughs) But I think I can pull it off. <laughs> so, so you mentioning Halloween, what tips do you have for people who want to go as an 80s character for Halloween or for any, you know, 80s themed costume party, which they, it seems like those are everywhere these days. It really does. And I have to say, I, I'm so snobby about, I hate like um, the leg warmers and the, the neon stuff and all of that, that, that people you know, put on for 80s parties. I'm like, hmm, that's cute. Oh my really? God, me too. I hate it. I, I hate it. Oh my God. <laughs> I 
really bothers me because I'm like, nobody did. We didn't wear neon green on top of neon pink leg warmers and then put a headband on. We didn't do that. Right. Um, I mean, maybe some people did, but it bugs me. Um, I, I would say your best friend for a costume is going to Goodwill and finding um, something. I mean, be Jack Nicholson from The Shining. That's a red jacket and a plaid shirt and an axe, you know, like you can easily <laughs> throw things like that together or be like um, Brian from The Breakfast Club. And you just need a green sweatshirt and khaki pants and a joint like you can easily put together a costume that's way more authentic than those crummy leg warmers. <laughs> oh, I love that word that you use authentic. I think <laughs> one good place to start is the hair. So yeah. you've got great hair that goes with a lot of different costumes. So I think that's a nice place to start because then you kind of already have the, the quote wig thing going for you. Yeah. Like I, I always call it, I can mold my hair into like a, I molded my hair to look like John Cryer, like as Ducky. I took two toilet paper tubes and just wrapped my hair around to get that like point right here. Um, or yeah, I just mold it and shape it like clay. And the dirtier it is, the better it is for doing that, <laughs> which is good with the pandemic. You're not washing your hair every day. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Is is there any special costume that you're saving for the day that your streak eventually ends? Assuming, of course, wow. the day comes when we can actually go back to real offices again. Just I know. Curious. No, I mean, right now I just have this huge, uh, because people will say, are you running out of ideas? And I'm like, no, I have this huge running list on my phone of just things that I could do and easy things that I could try and pull off. So I don't have, I, I don't know who I would do on that very last day. Um, I'd have to think about that. Oh, Sam just said you could be yourself. See, <laughs> oh, I'd be like, oh. oh, show myself working at my desk. He's so see, he's smart. <laughs> he should be my agent. <laughs> so Lori, we have a couple of ideas for you, not necessarily for that last finale costume, mm-hmm. but great. Um, so our thoughts were, um, I need him. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Goldblum from the big chill. Yes. Awesome. Love it. Um, not on my list. We'll go on my list. Yeah. I'm thinking of, you know, just a black blazer, black tie, <laughs> easy glasses. Mm-hmm. Um, Holly Hunter, her character, Jane from broadcast news. Yes. That, that one is on my running list. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if this is on your list. Were you a Grease 2 fan at all? Yeah, I was. I mean, I love the original so much, but yeah, I I don't have bad things to say about Greece too. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, maybe perhaps a Stephanie Zanoni or or uh, who knows, maybe even or a girl for all seasons. Maybe. Oh yeah. Oh could... my gosh, you could, do that for, you could do that for the holidays. <laughs> That'd be an elaborate one to try and do. I now see you just made me go. What do I have where I can? <laughs> chandelier style headpiece of like fall (laughs) oh i can't wait (laughs) i i would think of as far as male roles i would think of movies where a character shows up in multiple costumes throughout the movie so i would think of um chevy chase and fletch where he's Mm -hmm. 10 different at least 10 or 20 different characters yep 
And, and also uh, he and Dan Aykroyd in Spies Like Us. Yes, Spies Like Us is on my list as well. Blues Brothers is also on my list. I just, oh, you can't, I can't believe you haven't done that one yet. That's I know. All I one of all. Stupid fedora and some sunglasses, <laughs> and that would be very easy. But I'm also not good with, I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen, there have been a couple where I've put like two of me. I think for like Revenge of the Nerds, I did that when I was the um, Lewis and Gilbert. But, um, oh, and... Um, Wrath of Khan, I did that, but I'm, I'm like not good at, uh, which I think is better that I'm not good at doctoring stuff up um, too much. The only things I use are these like cheapo or free apps that are on my <laughs> phone <laughs> to do that stuff. Or I ask a friend, can you like make me the incredible shrinking woman and make this way smaller? And they humor me and say, all right. <laughs> How did you do Roger Rabbit? Roger Rabbit is an artist friend of mine named Greg Bagoni, who has drawn pictures for our family. And um, he does, he is um, a nostalgia nut as well. So he and I came up with, he actually approached me with the idea. What if you had a day off where you didn't have to dress up and I could draw you, draw you as Roger Rabbit? And I was like, I love it. So that's how that came about. These are great. We cannot wait to see what you are in the future. What's the best way for people to uh, follow your daily outfits? So go on Instagram to Lori works from home and it's all, it's all there. That's the easiest place to see everything. So yeah, look it up on Instagram. Lori works from home. Thanks Lori for being on stuck in the eighties. Hey, thanks for having me. This was really fun. You guys. Thanks Lori. Happy Halloween. So there we go. That's our chat with Lori Ferraro. That was just a real fun conversation. So fun. She's just like true blue 80s lover. I, I don't wish that this pandemic goes on uh, endlessly, but I do I do lament the day that she stops doing the, the daily costumes. I know. I Part of me hopes that she continues to do it just forever into infinity until she's like playing, I don't know, the... The, the one of the students in Ferris Bueller's day off that is in the hallway, you know, <laughs> like just in, for infinity. <laughs> I'm t- or just do what we do at uh, Stuck in the 80s and just repeat topics that are so old that people forgot that we did them. Do we do that? We do that all the time, right? <laughs> we, we've done it from time to time. Okay. A month ago, I asked somebody else and I forgot. You're a liar! But let's talk about our own uh, Halloween experiences in the 80s. Did you, I mean, you were obviously younger. You probably experienced more of Halloween than I did. I My mom kind of clipped me off when I turned like 13. It was like, you're too old to go now. Yeah. I mean, in the early 80s, you know, I, I just, I, I had random costumes. Like I remember one year, I think I was in maybe first grade where I went as a cheerleader. And then the next year, my mom had me go as a cheerleader clown. And I think back now and I'm like, Jesus, mom, like, really? <laughs> that was not even trying. And if I, if I remember correctly, this was before like, you know, Spirit Halloween and Party City and stuff. So I think she used like her own makeup, like my nose was her red lipstick kind of thing. So very homemade, very, very homemade. And then one year I was in sixth grade and I went to Cindy Lauper. And I believe that was one of the last years that I attempted a costume, at least as a, as a child. <laughs> I, I, I can't believe I'm going to admit the two memories that I have. Um, like, like your mom, my, my parents were uh, not into investing a lot of money. Thrifty, in we'll say. Yeah, thrifty. thrifty. Perfect. They were, they were from that generation that was thrifty. 
So one year, uh, my dad was a Marine when he was younger. So one year, my mom took his dress uniform and sort of tailored it down so it would fit on me, like, you know, probably right. circa 12 years old, <laughs> marching around in a <laughs> uh, Marine dress uniform. And then the more traumatic experience, which I'm still, I'm going to work through it one day with the therapist. <laughs> my mom's profession was a nurse. <gasps> Oh, no. So she tailored her nurse outfit down, and I went around the neighborhood with the nurse outfit, with the little hat, and what did I carry to put the candy in? A bedpan. Oh, no. I heard that you were feeling ill, headache, fever, and a chill. I came to help restore your pluck, because I'm the nurse who likes to... Oh, yeah, Yeah. that's... It has therapy written all over it. <laughs> <laughs> the the last costume I remember from the eighties that of of my own doing was uh, you're probably too young to remember the movie The Warriors. Oh no, I have it on DVD. <laughs> oh okay, yeah. fantastic. That's why we love you so much, as a co-host. Um, I went as a member of the Baseball Furies. Like I wore my baseball outfit and I painted my face, and that was it. And That's so, cool, though. It was cool, except for the fact that I was dressed like a New York gang member but right and your bedpan probably didn't help matters yeah yeah but it, did, it did sort of get me through you know those who remember me for the bedpan <laughs> will we'll now remember that i'm carrying a baseball bat <laughs> <laughs> so things just kind of work out for the best um one of the things that we've been so lucky about you and i is that we we've both been on multiple sailings of the 80s cruise and so we've seen what People can come up with for an for an authentic '80s costume now, given you know a slightly larger budget than we had when we were 13 years old. Oh my God, so much money is spent on these costumes; it's ridiculous. I know, like when you when you sign up to go on an '80s cruise, the first thing you think about is what am I going to wear, and then that's also the second through like 500th question you ask yourself right. is what yeah. am I going to wear? Yeah, you don't really costume. bring a lot of outfits that are not '80s oriented. No, and some people like go all out. So I have to shout out to the Legats, Robin and Michael, who have every year like brought like a game and they kept getting better and better every year. And I think my favorite was um, they actually won. It was not last year, but the year before they actually won for their Wheaties box costumes. Amazing, like so three dimensional, very large caught the wind <laughs> really well but he was pete rose with his baseball bats being of baseball bats and she was mary lou retton and just like nailed it and it was and, and oh you know what it just occurred to me just now i've been thinking about these costumes for two years since i've seen them just now realize they're both um in the fitness industry right so so it's on brand on brand absolutely on brand but they they have been they have been amazing with the costumes what about you what are some of your favorites from past cruises well, you weren't on the one this year, no. but people really raised the game 10 times again. Whoa. There was a gang that went, I believe they won, as the characters from the Take On Me video by AHA. So they were all painted, you know, white and shades of gray and black and had the guys with the pipe wrenches and uh. the little helmets. It's, it's a costume I've wanted to do for years, but... It's Execution just, must be just, challenging. Yeah. And then um, there was a group that went as Han Solo and Slave Princess Leia and Jabba the Hutt and the green dancing slave girl 
from uh, Return of the Jedi. That was really good. They were a finalist. Yeah, amazing. So there's oh, there's always great ones. Yeah, I have to say one of my favorites is actually mine. <laughs> <laughs> From the first ever '80s cruise, and and it really like it, it, I have I feel a kinship with Lori who works from home because she actually did the same outfit, the same um, character in a different scene from the movie. So I went as Johnny from The Outsiders, and I actually like went before the cruise to my hairstylist and got my hair cut so that it would look like his and watch the movie and like he's basically like sleeping in dirt most of the time so like i made myself very dirty and i again it was like the posture and the look i mean it was kind of weird because i was in a cruise hallway which johnny never is on a cruise ship in the film but um but just the way i was posing in my eyes and, and just the whole outfit really just screamed johnny cade from the outsiders and um I'm, I'm just very proud of the authenticity of that one so when it comes to to my personal tips for for costumes, I'll I'll tell you what made it, the one costume I've done over the years of the '80s cruise that I'm really proud of is I went as the security guard at Wally World that John Candy plays. Yeah, so good. And the key and the key to that is one, know your body type. And I I have long ago kind of um, resigned myself to the fact that for the foreseeable future. Me playing John Candy characters is is right up my alley. Lean right in, lean yeah. right in. Yeah, but but you try to find a char- you try to find a, a character that's like not not overly exposed, but yet still like when people see you, they kind of do a double take and then they realize who you are. You want the double take. You want people to go, kind of go, oh, there goes the security guard. Wait, no, that's the security guard from Wally World. <laughs> Perfect and. And it was so easy. All it required was um, a pair of nerd glasses, which easily acquired on Amazon. Yeah. I got a, a legitimate blue security guard shirt. I mean, you can buy them, you know, for twelve dollars on Amazon. Right. The the security badge, easily acquired on Amazon. Um, the little patches that he wears, the state of California, and the, the security again ebay or amazon or etsy is great for those Mm -hmm. and then it's just then it's just a matter of details like um uh slick your hair back and when people come up to you just hold up your hand you know sorry folks this cruise (laughs) is closed Uh uh you know and you you go like that i mean when it comes to for you what are the tips for making a great 80s costume i think accessories and props can really make the costume. Um, and, and actually what you're saying too is like having a little catchphrase or something like that doesn't hurt either. And that kind of brings smiles to people's faces, I think. But accessories and props, I think that can really sort of um, put it over the top. And, and one thing too, it was something that I, I, we talked about during our interview with Lori is, and kind of what you were saying too about leaning into your body type, but like what kind of hair do you have or what kind of hair do you intend to have, right? Because that can go a long way. If you have a little, you know, if you have black hair and it's in a bob with bangs, you're Melanie Griffith from Something Wild, mm. right? So like it, that that's a place to start too, is like, what does your hair look like so that you can kind of, you know, work with the natural stuff that you already have? I will say this. I, I have a theory on wigs. <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> my, Just one? <laughs> my, my theory, at least for men's wigs, is okay. don't, don't do them. I mean, for the most part, men's wigs are all 
they're they're kind of ratty looking. They don't feel good to wear. They're very warm. They're very itchy. They're hot. Yeah. Um, unless unless you can really pull it off, you know, it, just try to find something that, like you said, fits your hair type. I think with women, I think the idea of a wig is just maybe it's more natural. I, I'm not trying to be sexist. I'm sure I'm coming across as that, but and it's it's totally unintended. I just yeah, know it, that from the one year that I wore the wig to be like a, a headbanger, I was just I was miserable all night long. Yeah, well, in some cases, if like I have long hair and it, it's actually hard to shove underneath the wig, so then it looks double worse because it's hot, like double hot, but it's also like popping off sometimes because you you got a bunch of hair under there. So yeah, yeah I say try to try to work with the, the what you got. And, it's probably and, the best advice. And if you're really having trouble, I mean, Google is your friend. Go to Google Images and just search um, great 80s movie costumes and you'll see what other people have done. There's a lot of sweatpants happening this year, so you might be in good company. You know you know what else is happening this year? The, the Seggies. Seggies. Please, please tell me now. Please, please tell me now. Oh, how rarely we begin the Seggies with a please, please tell me now question. Yay! This is new. This is a different podcast we're having this week. Um, as always, people are invited to send us questions on anything. We'll answer it. This week, we got a question from Christian Duluth, who wanted to know, good morning. I'm curious to know something. I was thinking about the breakfast club, and it got me to thinking about cliques and the kind of people we hung out with in high school. From the cast of characters in this movie, I definitely identify with Brian Johnson, played by Anthony Michael Hall. As I've gotten older, my friendship types diversified, and I'm friends with all kinds of people, including those who would have nothing to do with me in high school and people I would not have sought out either. So tell me, what kind of friends did you two have in high school? And as a second part of my question, would the two of you been friends in high school? You can also throw that out to your other co-hosts as well. Uh, st- still stuck in the 80s, Christian and Delilah. Oh my gosh, can I tell you my favorite sentence in this letter? What's that? I was thinking about the breakfast club. Christian, you are, you're our people. <laughs> I love that. Well, it covered all the it covered all the genres, so it was it was perfect for that. Um, Jen, what about you? So we'll start with you. Um, all right. So the first question: What kinds of friends did you have in high school? I didn't really find my people until probably later in my junior and senior years. So this is like the late eighties, tiptoeing into the nineties at this point. But I was like not friends with jocks. I wasn't friends with cheerleaders. I wasn't friends with like the AP kids, even though I was in AP classes. So I wasn't really an overachiever. Um, My best friend Lucy would be like, that's an understatement. (laughs) But um, yeah, I was like, honestly, friends with the kids who like smoked outside. I didn't smoke, but we would hang out and like, I would support their right to hang out outside and smoke. Yeah, I was, I just was, I was in the, um, the bad news bears kind of thing. Although I I would say I wouldn't have hung out with uh Bender, I probably would have been more in the Allison Bryan camp. What about you? Well, we'll save his second question for last. Um, it it d- depended on what year in school, kind of like with you. My my freshman year, I was the suburban dirt ball. I was still wearing concert jerseys and uh, navy blue corduroys to to school every day. And then my, my so I don't know what friends. I guess I had like the burnout friends from my neighborhood. You know the mm-hmm. kind. Who um, you know? I was in lawn mowing businesses with in the summer. Uh, I went jock my sophomore year and played football, but I don't think I made many friends there, which is probably why I didn't play <laughs> that one year. Huh. Um, I transitioned into like all the 
I tried to be with the, I tried to hang with the smart. I guess I hung with the smarter people, even though I wasn't one of them. I wasn't. I had like one AP class. I wasn't in the National Honor Society, although I really wanted to be that. That was my goal. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I'm not. There's just some subjects I'm. I'm just not so good at, and um, that's what kept me out. But so I mean, yeah, I was. I was friends with the nerds. I would have probably been with the Bryans of. Uh, of breakfast club. Um, and then I, the only cheerleaders I would have known is if they were the smart cheerleaders. So, right. There were but, those. Yeah. Um, mm. I mean, I dated a, a cheerleader, but she was also in the national honor society. So, um, there you go. Um, the second part, <laughs> learning of the question, a lot about you right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I've told all these stories, but yeah, maybe not. I didn't know that uh, cheerleader national honors one. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I used to have a little um, dry erase board in my locker that said, like, it had a list of my goals, and one of them was National Honor Society. And I just, and I think literally everyone on, who had a locker next to me was in it, except for me. So Aww. I'm not going to carry that pain with me to my death, but but I, I do remember being disappointed that I wasn't able to, you know, achieve that goal. Right. But I was I was a good three point two five. GPA guy, you know, <laughs> I was good enough to get into a state school and that's it. Um, so the second part of the question, would we have been friends in high school? I don't know. I, I, I want to say based on what we've said, probably not. Yeah, I have an answer, but I, I'm curious if you think you and Brad would have been friends in high school. Um, Brad was into band, marching band. The marching band niche would have crossed over with the smart people niche mm. and he was into alternative music. So yes, I think he and I would have been friends. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. I think you and I would have been friends. And I say that because I feel like we would have been like on the paper together. Ah, You know, I mean, probably not your book, but definitely like <laughs> if there was like some kind of like, poetry journal or something <laughs> i feel like we would have crossed paths and i think we would have uh i think we would have been friends yeah oh my god uh, as always we love your questions uh send them to us at podcast at com and put pptmn in the subject line we'll be right back after this commercial break Frankenberry cereal is coming your way how about a monster for breakfast today <laughs> Thanks. And how about some wonderful Frankenberry cereal with oodles and oodles of strawberry-flavored marshmallows. And Frankenberry is part of this good, nutritious breakfast. Here comes Galjogula. Wish you could stay. How about a monster for breakfast today? And we're back. We have a few minutes left. I thought this would be a perfect time to play. What's your 80s obsession? Jen, what's your 80s obsession? So my 80s obsession this week is more 80s adjacent. It's um, it's a documentary on Netflix called The Speed Cubers. And it's about these young people. They're, they're mostly boys, um, young men, who can do Rubik's Cubes really bl- blanking fast, <laughs> like ridiculously, <laughs> ridiculously fast. And, um, and it sounds not very interesting, um, but it's the sweetest, sweetest documentary. It's really nice. Um, the people, they support one another. It's only 40 minutes long and well worth it. So I, I watched it to like 
you know, there's been so much news and like bad news mostly. And to just watch this for 40 minutes is like a very soothing, like it just, it's a very kind and, uh, and generous movie. So I, and I, I recommend it for kids too. So one of the, one of the speed cubers who's like the top of his game, he is on the, um, spectrum and, just the way that he makes a friend and the way that they supported each other was just a really nice movie for my 10-year-old to see and, and us to see as well with her. So I, I highly recommend it for the whole family, actually. It's called The Speed Cubers on Netflix. So <laughs> so your obsession is real sweet. Now I feel even dirtier and <laughs> for, for my 80s obsession. And as the future wife knows, because she and I will spend up to three weeks at a time with each other, either in New York or Florida, um, when I'm killing time or I'm trying to relax, you know, between work meetings, I'll turn on YouTube videos um, and just watch like 10 minute little documentaries and stuff like that. Oh, here are the, the 20 best movie endings of all time, or here's this, or here's that. And here's 20 things you didn't know about Walt Disney World. Well, there was one on the other day about fast foods of the 80s that are now discontinued. <laughs> And and it came on, and she's like, oh, no, you're not going to watch that, are you? I'm like, no, this is going to be great. <laughs> you got to sit there and watch this with me. She's like, I will not sit and watch this with you. I, I think she, she went and did something 10 times more important. And anything would have been 10 times more important, but but thankfully she she left me alone to watch this. And it was fascinating because so, so many of these things are things I had eaten or had to make during my fast food career <laughs> in the 80s. Um, so you had like the meat. So it had the McDLT from McDonald's, you know, right. that was had Jason Alexander uh, pimping it. Yeah, which it someone had, on the on a previous '80s cruise made that costume. Stephen Deja Ramos. That's right. Yeah. It was wonderful. It was fantastic. Are you getting tired of lettuce and tomato hamburgers in this town that don't quite make it? Yeah. You say that just once you'd like your hamburger hot and your lettuce and tomato cool and crisp all at the same time? Yeah! Well, I say you got it. I'm talking McDonald's new lettuce and tomato hamburger, the McDLT. McDonald's also had a steak sandwich, which I think it only it went from the late 70s to the early 80s, and it, it was gone by the time I worked there, which is a shame because I would have like... I would have stolen like a box of those and taken them into the bathroom and eaten them if, if, I, if I had been there, okay, which is I, wrong I, on so many levels. I did not watch this video, but that is not steak. <laughs> I know <laughs> it's 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 steak with a quote steak with a K, but, <laughs> but oh. a steak has a K. Um, and then and then my all time favorite uh, treat of all time, the Taco Bell Enchirito, which I think was only maybe discontinued in the nineties or something like that. It was basically an enchilada. Except for they put these three little thin slices of black olive on top, and I would just like flick those off with my fingers because I can't stand uh, black olives. Is but. is that does that what? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think so? Okay, Brad worked at Taco Bell, right? We're going to say he did since he's not here to defend himself. Okay, if in <laughs> fact he did, I want to learn more about this enchilada because I don't know what that is, and I don't think it's just an enchilada with three. Three olives on the top. It's, 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 so basically what it is, is it's a... Are you familiar with the Mexi-Melt? I guess I just didn't eat very much Taco Bell. I was going to say, this, is, this might be more information than you really need to know. <laughs> but it's basically, a, it's basically like a, a soft taco that they put on this little plate, this little sh- with, with shallow, you know, um, hole to it. And then they would cover it with enchilada sauce and then some melted cheese and then three little... Olives. Black olives, <laughs> which I can't stand. I don't know why, why they do that. It just drives me crazy. 
But oh. um, anyway, go on YouTube, search for discontinued fast food. <laughs> <laughs> or, the or don't <laughs> or don't do anything else it'll be more valuable oh, with your time man. but whatever you do stay around with us because Jen and I are here hopelessly stuck in the 80s keep it hot hot keep it cool cool make DLT Stuck in the 80s is now on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash stuck in the 80s podcast. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music. And thanks for listening. Could be the best tasting lettuce and tomato hamburger ever. New McD, new McD, new McD.